Your presence has been detected and recorded. Thank you. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of My Random World. I am your host that flaps in the night. It's me, Chris. I don't want to talk about anything flapping in the night. <laughs> it's just fat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me, as always, my co-host, my con artist, Crystal. There you go. <laughs> and then, of course, our peanut gallery, the Blue Barracuda herself, Jody. We need to do that. We're doing that next year. The Blue Barracuda? That was one of the um, teams for Legends of Hidden Legends. Temple. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a special audience member tonight. We actually have an audience. Uh, Crystal's sister, Nicole, is here tonight. Hello. <laughs> an audience. Woo! Woo! <laughs> it's our fan. That's what, I, I got, that, that's what I used to be, and then I got called the peanut gallery, because I kept being like, no, that's wrong! <laughs> it's true. Because I'd be in the living room while they were sitting at the dining room table, and I'd yell. Or she'd be in the room. kitchen making us cookies. <laughs> yes, I did do that one time. Yep. Get those cookies. Get those cookies. Anyway. Uh, make <laughs> so tonight, we're going to be talking all things conventions. Uh, mainly Dragon Con, which the girls have just come back from, and uh, here and there about MegaCon, which happens here in Orlando, and uh, Dragon yes. Con happens in Atlanta. I'm wearing my Dragon Con socks for Ooh. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you who, well, if you're listening to this, you've got to be a nerd in some nerd or geek in some sort of fashion. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, tell us about what Dragon Con is. Dragon Con is a huge convention that is uh, everything. It's comics, it's anime, it's manga, it's board games, it's video games, it's horror, it's sci-fi, sci-fi. It's 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 real science and tech. They they do. I wouldn't get to do any this year, but I wanted to. But um, you know, they did panels on like cyber warfare and hacking and stuff cartoons cartoons puppetry <laughs> uh uh all things animation voice acting books authors celebrities, celebrities all kinds of stuff art artists panels. <laughs> and um and it's all done in atlanta on labor day weekend which is my birthday weekend and um across five fucking hotels in downtown atlanta <laughs> That would be the Sheraton, the Hilton, the Hyatt, the Marriott, and the Westin, which we stayed at the Westin this time. And, of course, you will know um, one of the hotels, if you watched Loki. It was done at the Hyatt. No. Was it the Hyatt? No, it was the Marriott. Sorry. They used the, the Marriott there. When when we saw the TVA, we went, we know that hotel! <laughs> <laughs> so there are a lot of, of TVA-type shots taken this time around. It is. People. I've, I've never been to San Diego, but I know it is smaller than Comic-Con in San Diego. Mm -hmm. But not by much. Not by much, because yeah. it's, it's getting bigger every year. But it's easier to get into panels, because you don't wait five to six hours to get into one room, and you stay there the entire day. You go to one panel, they kick you out. Even if you want to go to the panel right after that, you got to go back out and get back in line. And Ooh. hope to get in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just I saw I finally saw the figures just for kind of like an idea um, right before all the pandemic stuff and all happened that year, they had 86,000 attendees 
86. That's why it's across everything. And and the America's Mart is it's oh, wow. in there, um, plus a few of the side buildings. And so it does feel a bit crowded sometimes, but there's always something to do because they are so spread out. Um, I mean, what they said, we were back to like kind of like crowds from like 2015 to 2017, oh, which wow. I think they said we didn't hit quite 40,000. Really? Yeah. Or somewhere around there. Wow. So like it felt, it felt really good. You didn't have to worry about not getting into a panel. Yeah. Well, a big panel. You didn't have to worry about being capped or. Yeah. One year they created two separate lines and forgot about us. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, ah. um, but uh, a lot of people, uh, we I've actually met a lot of people in line who, who would go to Comic-Con and Dragon Con and then just stop going to Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. It just became such a media Oh, yeah, because um, that's where all the thing, announcements right. and stuff happen. And the great thing about Dragon Con is, like, okay, so, you know, Tony Stark's not coming, but for, like, the announcement of the new, you know, yeah. or John Favreau's not there to give you the sneak peek of the new thing, but you still get really big stars. You still get <clears throat> a lot of stuff to do, um, but you have the freedom to actually go and do it. And you're not just stuck waiting six hours to get into, like she said, to one room that you have to stay in all day long and do the one thing that you want to do, mm-hmm. which is what everyone loves about it. So, um, but yeah. yeah. So, and uh, uh, the cons are generally set up into different sections. So, like, they're my favorite, one of my favorite places is the dealer floor where they have aisles and aisles for miles and miles of merchandise yeah so we have four floors of that dragon cons <laughs> is four floors in the america's mart there is a, an art gallery and there is a fifth floor well i think we kept it to four floors this year yeah but usually there's like an extra floor that's just the artists to have their own area to sell stuff nice yes now uh, <laughs> what year did you start going crystal Oh, shit. I don't know. She's too old to remember. Shut up! <laughs> I am not. I'm not. I'm a year before 40. I'm not there yet. Thank you. Um, I, it was too, shut up. Well, she's it, laughing at me because I flipped you off. It was probably, I, it was probably 2007. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the first year I came here, but it was, it was within that first, first three years. Yeah. Because remember, I came down in like June, mm-hmm. and I was just an intern, and there's no way I would have made enough money to go, even though, you know, yeah, Aunt Louise got first together. Yeah. yeah. So the earliest it would have been 2007, the latest would have been 2008. No, it would have been 2007, because 2008 we lived in Linfield, so. I think okay, we so then it was that. 2007, yeah. yes. Yeah. My, um, one of my aunts, uh, my cousin actually wanted to go, um, and he doesn't like to go and do these kinds of things. Um, he's on the spectrum and uh, he found out about Dragon Con and he just, he just really, it was a, like one of the first things he was ever like truly, like really excited about um, it felt like. And so my aunt took him that first year, which was probably 2006 mm-hmm. um, very last minute. And when they were done, um, they were just like, you've got to come do this. They bought me my first ticket. It was my birthday present. I just had to get my butt up there and I stayed with them the first few years um, and within, within just a couple of years, both of my aunts got together and bought, um, my cousin and me both an eternal pass before they got too expensive. Um, cause they realized that this was going to be a yearly thing. This was going to be a birthday tradition. We could all meet up together mm-hmm. for the weekend. 
Um, and uh, it's been amazing. I think we only ever missed one year. There was one year I just, other than the pandemic, yeah. that I just did not have the money to go. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we've gone like every single year. And I started bringing Peanut Gallery with me after a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And we're still trying to get up there. <laughs> Here's the deal. You got to buy the ticket now. Right. Because now it's only around like 85 to $90. By the time Christmas rolls around, it's going to be over 100 Right. You have to buy them. It is a rolling price range. If you go online and get your ticket right at the end of Dragon Con for the next year, it will be the lowest it is, and that is for the entire time. That is starting the Thursday before, going over through the weekend to Monday. Monday is the last day. So you get, what, five days? Mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, five days for that low price. Uh, you can also go day by day if you just want to go one day. Um, but uh, as the year progresses, there are certain cutoff points where they stop and they raise the price. For that for that whole weekend and then i think when you go there it's like around 180 mm. which is still good yeah for five days but i mean who wants to spend 180 when you could spend you right. know, 90. <laughs> yeah so uh so you guys went up this year um so as you go what is uh one of the favorite pieces of merchandise you've bought i know we all you know, we always get at least a shirt or something oh i don't know <laughs> You brought me back some fun shirts. (laughs) Yeah. I like one of my traditions is I like to go and get at least one shirt for HHN to wear. Mm -hmm. And um, I got, I got two this time. He was doing a special two for 35. Mm -hmm. So I got, so I got two and then she got one. Mm -hmm. One was for Metropolis. That old sci-fi Mimi. And then um, I don't remember what the other one was. Yeah. You got me one time a a zombie Sheldon from uh... (laughs) <laughs> from Big oh, Bang, as said, the zombie. Yes, we and did then, do uh, that. And I, yeah, you got me my, one with uh, Freddy Krueger that says "Born on the Street." I do remember that one. <laughs> I think my favorite shirt, and I wish I could find it again, but the person, the company that we bought it from, told me that the guy who made the design has retired as an artist and has requested that they not make any more, unfortunately. Oh, wow. But it's the Rose the Riveter, um, we can oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And instead, she's a zombie, and it says, braids. And I still have the <laughs> yeah. shirt. I don't wear it a lot because I want to preserve it um, so I can keep wearing it. But if I could ever get this again, <laughs> it is literally, hands down, like my favorite shirt I've ever, ever bought. Um, what are some interesting things that we've we've gotten? We try not to get the normal stuff anymore mm-hmm. um, just because, like, how many Tashkis can you get? So yeah, we, you know, right. like, one, I think one year we bought um, fun um, monster magnets, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, bought, like, Cthulhu and uh, This Island Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They um, were they were handmade, uh, like, clay baked yeah. and painted. Because um, we like to support the we artists. Got, we got those cute little uh, shadow boxes where we could change the the front of it. And we put those up at work. Have like Star Trek symbols. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Muppets. That was a good one. <laughs> that one's from Altruistic. They're actually online if you want to go find them. But they're like little wooden um, little boxes that you put like a little tea light in. And um, they are made like a puzzle box that you can take off the top, change out your light, and then you can change the front panel. And basically you just buy the box and then you can just keep changing, buying mm-hmm. just the single panel. So, like, you could be like, I have, like, three. I bought three boxes. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, I want to do Thor, Flash, 
and Umbrella Company today, you know. Right. Um, and they do other stuff too. Uh, the box I have for my dice for magic, mm-hmm. I got from them. Um, they make clocks, they make shields, they make, uh, and it's all woodwork, all, all woodwork and balsa wood and scrolling and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually found a new one this time because it's a medium that's not done a lot in the vendors. Because a lot of times they like to do stuff, they'll do metal work or they'll do like foam, leather, mm-hmm. but they don't do too many wooden things. And this year we found a new company. Uh, one that, that they're sitting stepping into the wood. And so we got like really fun geeky wooden coasters made out of mahogany wood. So we've got like a tea, old gray hot, and a black coffee. <laughs> and I got a serenity one. And, and we got some uh, Christmas ornaments. We got some Christmas ornaments. Um, so yeah, they um, we don't really buy too anything too expensive. One year I'm going to buy, if I find them again, I'm going to get the one that sold the the magnets she had like full statues done of like cthulhu and all that oh wow i want to buy i just i didn't want to drop 80 bucks yeah Ooh. but i mean this they're they're worth it they're, they're yeah. places yeah. that sell like full leather like corsets and outfits and i mean oh you get anything you can get anything there and we've gotten i think we bought like a couple coffee mugs as gifts this year and yeah we bought mostly gifts for people we always stop and see our favorite artist, Dimitri. Yes, we bought a clock him. from him this time in the new room. Um, we teased him because he drove home and painted another painting and then came back to the con. If you're ever looking for something geeky or he actually does do um, regular stuff too, he, especially his music series is very good. Um, it's Paintings by Dimitri. Um, he, you can get a painting. You can get a print of a painting. He's on campus. Facebook. Um, I, we highly recommend him. His stuff's amazing. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, for the, for the merchandise. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah the is... place, they sell everything from shirts to hats, mystery oh God, yeah. boxes, Funkos, the out the wall. The mystery boxes were not really there this year. Now comics. we didn't go to everyone, but oh yeah, there's comics galore. Yeah. I, I stopped by, there was an artist uh, a couple years ago that I bought. A, um, he does the old fashioned, he does, uh, Archie comics mm-hmm. and I bought one of his old, I said, I really like the older style, like the 1950s. And he said, so do I. So I got one of those from him. Very cool. Yeah. So, and then you've got the panels. So they range from anything from, uh, from celebrities talking to, to makeup artists to, I'm going to tell you one year. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we went to a panel with a bunch of Angel and Buffy actors and the makeup artist, the main makeup artist for Buffy. Spike was there. Dar- was it Darla was there? And was, no, Marsters Spike was there. What? Because remember, he, he had a, a story about, um, about Joss. Okay, I don't remember yeah, that part. But was um, Anya was there. Uh, Anya. No, Anya wasn't there, was she? I the don't remember. The, uh, it was anyway. some of the, the, it was, it was not, was it Darla? It was either Darla or Drusilla. It was Drusilla. No, she didn't come. I thought, I'm pretty sure. I'm anyway, gonna, we're going to sit here and argue about this. She's going to have to look it up. But anyway, the, the makeup artist says, I have my own panel if you want to come see me. And we made a point to look for it, and we went to it. It was in the basement of one of the hotels. It was a very small conference room. 
what the hell is that? Mind? And we had the he had the best stories because he worked with Joss from the beginning. Like when they shot the pilot and nobody was interested, it they told Joss that he and the hair guy said, if you get picked up, let us know. We want to work with you. And then he made us laugh because he said, Why didn't anybody tell me that the vampires looked so pale in those first few episodes? <laughs> I didn't I, know I could change the okay, skin the prob- tone. One of the biggest problems is I don't I don't remember what year it was. And the Dragon Con app only goes to 2014. So okay. before well, that, better. I can't tell. <laughs> anyway, he had he had really nice stories about how like Allison Hannigan, who played Willow, and James Marsters, who played Spike, would go with him to like colleges to demonstrate the makeup techniques. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they're not getting paid for this. It's all, you know, volunteer. He, that his and, solo panel was literally one of the coolest panels we've ever been. Yeah, to. I agree. And we told him so because he decided to yeah, sign, he he sign photos free, for he us. Gave he gave us free autographs. He's like, come up, I'll, I'll sign an autograph for you. So we got in line and we went up there and we're looking at it. And I'm, I'm looking at the, he had a, a collage of, um, characters and monsters that he had done and i'm like is that john we were there was one person ahead of us and i said is that john barrowman and he's like yes that is john barrowman because he'd worked on torchwood <laughs> and <laughs> we had an extensive yeah and we told him we said you know what this panel was by far 10 times better than the panel with you and the actors he goes oh god don't let the actors hear that <laughs> <laughs> well that's well and part of that could also be because you know, when you're an actor in something, they just want to keep asking you about your favorite episode. Yeah. This, you know? Yeah. Whereas he, like, no one, I mean, yes, we knew what he had worked on and we knew what we were there for with him, but no one had those kinds of questions for him. Right. So he was just there making it up on the fly, giving us really good, like, not only, like, techniques and stuff that he's done, but also just really cool um personal stories, stories yeah. from over the years. And he didn't have to sit there and be like, oh, okay, next question. Okay. Next. I don't even think he took any questions. He I don't just, think he did either. He just talked. He talked the whole time and it was just yeah. fascinating. And like, I get it. People want to talk to their favorite stars, but at the same time, when you've done this enough times, the same questions get asked yeah, over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Yeah, we you had think that it's a voice. unique question. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, it is not. That, that was a problem we had this year in the um you know who does that voice panel that we went to they had jim cummings and the mom from steven's universe and she did a voice in steven's universe i don't know who if it was the mom or i thought she was the mom and the other guy was he's the commander for what was it mass mass effect it's mass like, effect it was a commander shep something like that he did have the best story. Okay, he did. So he did but my my before she tells that, my point is, the moderators and the people that were standing there holding the mics for the questions weren't at, weren't filtering out the questions and finding out what they were ahead of time because we had the same question like five times in a row, and it just got ridiculous. Well, the moderator also asked the same question five oh, different Lord, ways, and the moderator didn't talk loud enough for us to hear. But that's all. Oh. Well, okay. Anyway, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about you know every year we do something different. Um, my first few cons, I didn't do too many of the big panels. I stuck to the small stuff, so I'd go see like my favorite um, authors. Um, um, I you know um, John Scalzi sometimes comes. John Ringo will come. Um, oh, what's her face? Ah, 
crap. <laughs> I got I got her Chelsea Quinn Yarbrough. She would come every year, but she was very popular with the vampire track. I shocked her because I went to go get her autograph. It's really cool. The art the authors will uh, do have their own um, sessions where they sign and they do not charge. You just bring your book, mm -hmm. and now they may have a limit on how many they'll sign for you. <laughs> But I have 50. Dude, right? someone got in line with me for one person and literally was just getting them to sign little things that they could pop in a book and then sell online. And that's what they hate. And I'm yeah. like, I get that. But um, I was in line for her. I think it was the line for her that it happened. And I popped up my one of my first books I ever read out of the uh, library that I just picked up and went was a little sci fi thriller that she had written. Not her big vampire series that everyone right. knows for her. And she popped up. She goes, where in the hell did you find this? <laughs> and I told her, I said, at the library, I said, I, you know, I, I had it for years. Because we're talking about I was still in school. I was home. This is from a New Orleans library. And uh, I got to buy it. I was going to say, did you just No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I went to one of their fairs where they sell the books oh, that okay, are old. Okay. It was cool, man. Basically... Like 10 bucks, you filled up a bag. Whatever fit in the bag, you brought home. I bought nice. two boxes worth. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was cool. And, uh, and of course, the money goes to the library. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's like the, the book, I don't remember the full name of the book. The book was like Mind Bridge or something mm -hmm. like that. It was, it was a total like soft sci fi mm -hmm. kind of thing, small book. And she, you could tell she was kind of tickled about it. Like she had no idea. And I told her, I said, I get it. It's one of your earlier books. I said, but, I hit it when I was really young, and at that point, I wasn't reading a lot of sci-fi other than Star Trek books. You know, I was reading more fantasy, um, like dragons and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. then the occasional sci-fi book that was very something that I knew. Yeah. And then I, I kind of read this, and I went, "Holy crap! What is this?" And it was like a total like gateway for me to go find more stuff. Mm -hmm. It was written in a style that was very different. I said, "You just kind of like blew my mind at the right time." <laughs> so she actually signed it, like you know, you know, to Crystal. Uh, I'm glad I was able to open a door for you or something. Aww. And her name it was really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So I only ever got her autograph and. Um, I don't remember the author's full name because I haven't been up keeping up with her books, but she was a steampunk um, author. I think her first name's Catherine. And um, I think she's a lot more popular now, but back then, like, I think I was like the only person in line. So we chatted for like an hour together <laughs> talking about like stuff that we liked and, um, and she signed my book for me. That was pretty cool. So yeah, earlier on I was, you know, I did those kinds of panels, um, or I would do, um, I don't know. I would just kind of do those smaller ones. And now that we've kind of like, kind of like old pros at it, now we're going to the bigger panels. Um, and we don't stick to just the big panels because there are some people who will do that. Just the big names, you know, like I'm going to go see Shatner and, you know, um, Picard and blah, blah, blah. I know I'm mixing up names with characters yeah. now, but, um, and I find that like the best thing to do is to pick like one or two big panels mm -hmm. and then do some of the smaller things. But like, you know, the year that they started the puppetry track, we wound up doing puppetry almost the entire weekend. Oh my God, it was amazing. Like they had some amazing stuff with Brian Henson and, and, you know, the Fraggle Rock puppeteers mm -hmm. and, 
um, you know, dinosaurs and Muppet babies and all that. And you just, there are so many random things. And, you know, sometimes, oh, I did a big bang theory panel when you're with uh, Aunt Louise. Oh, that's it was cool. just a fan panel. It was so much fun. Um, and that's the kind of cool thing is like, they'll do, you know, you have like names that will bring you to it. But mm -hmm. if you're just kind of into like the fan stuff, there are fan run panels. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just you just in there talking about your favorite thing. So like we yeah. we went to a panel with Brian Henson and the guy that created that helped create dinosaurs. I didn't know who this guy was, but his stories were amazing. Like he talked about why they picked the specific dinosaurs that they picked for the mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. And just was that the panel he told us about happy time murders? I it think I think because it so. was a more adult theme yeah, panel. Yeah, because Brian said if he said for the end of the panel, if there's anybody here with little kids, <laughs> you should probably leave because he showed us. He gave us a sneak peek. He showed us a sneak peek of Happy Time Murders and showed the outtakes, and they were oh fucking God. hysterical. I mean, there was at one point where Melissa McCarthy was sitting next to. We should watch that movie. Yeah, kick out of that. What Happy, Happy Time, Time Murders? I didn't like it. Oh God, I love it. It's so, so there's an outtake with Melissa sitting talking to her partner who was a puppet, and she made him get, something happen, and the guy that was was working the puppet laughed so hard that all of a sudden the puppet just kind of like sunk down the ground, and you heard like this high pitch ah! like as he went down because the guy the guy couldn't talk. He was laughing so hard, yeah. and it just. She got to ad lib so a lot on yeah. that movie because she could, I mean, she could say just about whatever she wanted. It was like an R rated puppet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brian, Brian's like, are the people that made, you know, the Muppets upset that I made this movie? Yes. Are the people that made Muppet Babies upset that I made this movie? Yes. I mean, they, but they're not Muppets. Yeah. They're puppets. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference. Oh. Now yeah. I will say the one, the other one we did with him, he had a lot of just personal stories of like when he did, because he did the puppet for Little Shop of Horrors, the plant. That was him in there. Mm -hmm. they, and he had stories with Bowie from when they did Labyrinth. And oh, wow. uh, just the well, stuff yeah. that, oh, my and God, he Labyrinth, was amazing. He'd already created his whole his own crew. And his dad called him and said, I need you to come work with me. And he's like, well, that's fine. But I'm bringing my guys with me. And he's like, bring them with you. Mm -hmm. And that's how he got to work on he, Labyrinth. Like, nice. with that one in Dinosaurs, they would tell us, like, all these new things that they had to create. Like with dinosaurs, um, they were so close to a construction crew that they were um, the radio waves were interfering with each other. So they had to come up with a new system with new radio frequencies or whatever to get the puppets to go so they wouldn't. Oh, wow. I, I mean, the stuff that you would never think of, like they were fascinating. And this is just Brian Henson, mm -hmm. which yeah. to us is huge, a huge name. But if you come to someone off the street, they probably go, who? who? <laughs> so and, and one of the cool things is if you can't make it to like the Torchwood panel or the Doctor Who panel for John Barrowman, we went to the panel with John Barrowman and his sister where they talked about the books that they wrote. Mm -hmm. We laughed our asses off because they're just, I mean, well, it's John Barrowman. He's going to be hysterical anyway. And it, oh my God. I think that's the really neat thing about Dragon Con is unless someone's only there for one day, which happens because mm -hmm. Soniqua, who's Michael Burnham on Discovery, could only fly in for Saturday. Chances are there are going to be three or four different times that you could possibly catch them, yeah. whether it's in a group panel or by themselves. So if you don't make it to one, you can try and make it to another. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So um, one of the other places that we go, like I mentioned, we have uh, Megacon here in Orlando. Uh, 
the first one me and you went to was back in uh, 2010. A long time ago, yeah. Yeah. And um, it was one of the best times because that was my first convention ever. Um, mm -hmm. I got to meet and got an autograph from Brent Spiner, who plays Data on Star yep. Trek Next Generation. And Crystal got to get an autograph uh, from Nichelle Nichols. Oh, she was so sweet. And then she was we got, hilarious we got too. to go to her panel. Oh, my God. She, if you don't know the name, Nichelle Nichols, she's uh, Uhura from the original Star Trek series. The original Uhura. And we got to we got to go, and she was telling her stories, and she, of course she asked for questions. I got to ask her a question, and I asked her, I was like, how much fun was it to roast William Shatner? And she just looked at me and goes, how much fun is there in time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love you. <laughs> she was a body old lady. I remember her talking about being able to kiss uh, Kirk on camera. <laughs> and she was like, baby! <laughs> That's another thing, too. Some of the celebrities, you know, moving into the next part of the cons is the celebrities. Some of them can be complete amazing people that you would, wouldn't think about. But then some others can be dicks. Yeah. But, like, Nichelle Nichols was great. Brent Spiner was freaking hilarious. He, he, him and John Delancey came out oh. and were going yeah. back and John forth. Delancey. We saw John hilarious. Delancey. Yeah, but man, can I tell you the way that they are in the panels, they are so different than when you meet them in person. Because yeah. so many of the ones that are nice at their panels, when you go up to actually meet them, they get their autographs, they can be complete jackasses. Yeah. Like So, one of my favorite, though, we that was the first year we were there, and we were walking around, and you know, looking around, I didn't have a lot of money. I had enough money for an autograph from Brent Spiner. But I was walking around, and there was uh, the lady who plays Grams from uh, Charmed. Nobody oh, was right. there. And I was just like, I love you. I'm uh, Charmed. And she's like, thank you so much. We had a little conversation from afar, and I'm like... This is awesome. You could you just go walk over and up talk. And talk to them. Well, I know we were we weren't just like a few like six feet apart, oh, okay, but okay. not like third. Like I'm not yelling down a I football field. I was gonna say field. I was like, but no, but it was so cool, and it was like, oh, she didn't. All she had to say was thank you, and you know, could have gone about her business, but she had a conversation. I'm like, yeah, thank yeah. you. Oh, I totally. I I had a moment at DragonCon a few years ago where we were waiting to do something. We were in the Walk of Fame, and I saw Annabeth Gish. And apparently I looked at her too long because she winked at me. <laughs> and I walked, I walked over and I, I was like, I said, fuck it. And I walked over and I said, Shag is one of my favorite movies. And she said, she said it was hers too. And she had a lot of fun making it. <laughs> I mean, I sit there and think about some of the crappy, like when, when we, when I went to meet Ianto from Torchwood he was a complete dick. Yeah. Basically, he was there for photo opportunities with disabled kids and everyone else could fuck off. <laughs> but then, like, but like, I started thinking about it because I started getting to the point where I was like, man, I really don't want to go in that room. I don't want to meet yeah. anyone. I don't. And then, like, I'm starting to think about it. And I'm like, but you know what? I have actually had a lot of really good interactions, too. And then like, we met Carol Spinney. <laughs> I mean, Carol Spinney before, you know, he got really bad. Um, when they started doing the puppetry tracks, they did a big they did a big Sesame Street reunion one year. And we we have met and talked with him twice and with the whole Sesame Bob, Street gang. Gordon, Louise. They were amazing. I, mean, um, I like, I, when I was getting... Um, Carol Spinney's autograph, like for the girls and all, was telling him that, like, it's, I said, it's fascinating how, like, like, like you kind of came on when, like, my parents were, like, kind of like at the, 
like a, an older age, but they still would have seen mm -hmm. it. And then, you know, we watched them and now my nieces are watching. I said, that's like three generations of our family that you have touched in some mm -hmm. way. And he smiled. He was like generally smiling. And so he was like, that was an amazing one. And Kathy and Jimmy took pictures with us. Yeah. And she was so it, sweet. She was very sweet to me. And then this year when me and Matthew went to MegaCon, I got to meet John Barabin because that was the one thing I wanted to oh, do. Oh, he's a blast. Oh, my God. So I had a couple questions in my head I was going to ask him, but I got up there and I was just like, ah. I hear him now. <laughs> but he took my phone and, you know, was doing the selfies with us. And I had I had my, my River Song screwdriver from Doctor Who. And... I was like holding it up and press the button and he uh, he took a picture and he's like, keep it going. And I held the button down and he made a couple faces while he took it. It was funny. He was so sweet. When we got to go meet him, we were buying the fabulous shirts and the mugs mm -hmm. and all. We told him that we were shocked. We really thought that we would put like water in the cup and it would, you know, the, like the, the, the little disappearing, off. you know, the disappearing pin. And he started laughing. He goes, you know, we thought about it. I would only do it if I could actually bear my ass for real. And they wouldn't let him. I was like, people would have bought it. I mean, well, we met, oh man, we met Victor Garber. Oh. He had nobody at his, at his table. And we walked over and we're like, I, I said, I am a huge fan of your musical career. Because I first saw him in Assassins. I didn't see him in Assassins, but I heard him sing, you know, yeah. for Assassins. And he told us he just got doing a run of Hello Dolly with Bernadette Peters. Oh. Like, nah! So we were, we try, I mean, like, I get that they're there for certain geeky stuff, but like, if they do other things, we try to talk to them about that. Yeah. Um, and so, I have yeah. to, and, I, and of course, I've thanked you a lot. You guys have fulfilled my, one of my dreams to meet Jim, Jim Cummings, who is one of my <laughs> favorite that voice was actors. Darkwing Duck, Ed from uh, The Lion King. Hondo Anaka from Star Wars. Winnie the Pooh, oh, Winnie Tigger. The Pooh, Tigger. What oh else was God. in there? He's Ray. He's from, Ray from uh, Ray the, the Lightning Bug. Yeah, he's Princess got frog. Yeah, he's yeah. he's like Disney. And uh, of course, yeah. as you heard from my intro, Darkwing Duck is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, and he got that? they signed him. They got him to sign a picture of Darkwing Duck, and it says "Stay Dangerous." And I was like, yeah. he told us he's because I had him sign a picture of the Laughing Hyenas. He says, now, I know the other two look like Whoopi and Cheech, but I swear I did not pose for this <laughs> character. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then he did Ed's laugh for us. Like, we didn't ask him to. He just did it. We've been talking. And this will, we'll try and wrap this up because, I mean, we could talk about, I mean, like when with Uhura, like yeah. I had, we had a talk. She was like, well, what's your name? And spell it for me. And she went, that's a beautiful, unique spelling of it. And we actually talked about having unique names. So when she signed my book, she said, you know, it says something like two unique names. And <laughs> like, like, I thought it was funny. Well, anyway, so when we were uh, with Jim Cummings, we, we stayed at a host hotel this time. So we got their decon TV for free and they play certain panels throughout the whole day. And we weren't doing anything the night before. So we did their twisted tunes and um, that was playing. And it was him and the guy who is Yakko. Wacko? No, the guy yeah, who is Wacko. Yeah, Rob Paulson. He has the big curly hair. Oh, um, yeah. I think that's I Wacko. Think yeah, he's Yakko. Yeah, okay, he's Wacko. He's yeah. Wacko. Um, he was up there, and there's like two or three others up there because they because the ones that do Pinky and the Brain were up there, mm -hmm. and so they had an episode. They had what an episode or a movie? 
They no, it was um it was uh, Willy, uh, Willy Wonka. Wonka and they they do they do a scene and then one of the guys would stop and say okay and he points to Jim and say you're gonna do this character in this voice and he points to you're gonna do this oh, character in this voice. Uh-huh. Yeah. One of them did Willy Wonka as John Malkovich. They all of a I'm sudden like, they were doing real people. One was John Malkovich. One was um. Keanu Reeves. One was Christopher God. Walken. It was a dead on. It was Walken. so funny. I've never heard anybody do an impression of John Malkovich, and and I missed who he said that he was going to do. So I'm sitting there listening. I'm trying to figure it out, and all of a sudden I went, "Oh my God!" <laughs> uh, it, yep. it was just. And that's a night one, so um, they cuss and do their thing. Yeah. I mean, Jim did everything. Like he would be like, they'd be like, "Oh, you're going to break. You're going to do this in Winnie the Pooh style," and he'd be doing Winnie the Pooh, and then all of a sudden he would. He would do another bit in Darkwing Duck, you know, like he would just bring out, he flawlessly just switches between everything. It was so funny. Awesome. Um, One of my, one of my things is, especially with celebrities, this doesn't have anything to do with actually being at a con, but it kind of started that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my friends uh, that I worked with at Contemporary, uh, her name's Kathy, uh, would uh, actually worked at Dragon Con. She would work the media room. And she, you know, that's a, yeah, that's the, a really cool way to get yeah, and do stuff. Talk yeah. to the celebrities and that, but she got to be really good friends with the wife of Bill Farmer, who is the voice of Goofy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He so, actually shows up too. Yeah. yeah. So one night I'm working at the Contemporary at, on club level, and she calls and says, "Hey, uh, Bill just called me and wants to come up and watch the fireworks." I'm like, Bill, who? She's like. Farmer, I'm like, what? Sure. So she's like, yeah, just uh, he's gonna come up, just show him to the balcony, and they'll be fine. I'm like, okay, cool. So they come up, they, you know, we introduce ourselves, talking to them, super sweet people. Mm-hmm. Brought them out to the balcony, and that's time for the fireworks. We're cleaning up. So you know, they're still out there talking and everything while we're cleaning up, and we go down, clock out, and as I'm walking out, there's. Uh, his wife and their friends, and I'm like, I, I can't help it. I have to stop. Right. So I stopped, and I was like, hi, Mrs. Farmer. I'm Chris. I was your concierge upstairs. How was everything? She's like, oh, we had so much fun. Thank you guys so much. And, you know, we talked for a second. I was like, well, I hope you have a good night. She goes, well, Bill's just returning the elevator key if you want to hang out and uh, hang out for a second and meet him. I'm like, okay. Okay. Twist my arm. So... He comes back over and we we talk for a minute and he did the voice of Goofy. And I, Goofy is one of my all time favorite characters, you know, since I was a little kid. And just like the little child of me was just like passed yeah. out, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the funniest things though is I told him I'm like Goofy's one of my favorite characters, but I do not like how they drew him in uh, oh, the, the newer Mickey shorts. And he leans in and he goes like, neither do I. <laughs> I think a lot of us old, older yeah. like the old school. But I'm like, like so nice. I was like, oh, goodness. Aww. All right. So kind of coming to the end here now. Um, so like I said, the girls just got back from Dragon Con. So kind of tell us what you guys got to do this year. Can, it, yes. can I tell real quick my one funny story I just remembered? Yeah, sure. When we saw the Sesame Street people. Roscoe, who plays Gordon. Oh, that yeah. I walk. We're Crystal and I are both standing at you know at the table in front of him, and he's signing stuff. And I said, I have to tell you, when I was in college, my friend showed me this movie called Willie Dynamite, and he dropped his head and he went, Yeah. 
<laughs> How did that make you feel about Gordon? <laughs> because he played a pimp in Willie Diamond. Oh, this was before he got the gig. Wait, because that's... he's not the original Gordon. Yeah. Is before he got the gig for Sesame Street. He played a pimp. I mean, polyester suits, fur coats, <laughs> the whole deal. I said, I was 19, 20 years old. I said, I was able to separate Sesame Street from well, the I know, really. So I said, it did, I was old enough. And he's like, oh, okay, good. I said, it was really funny. I would hope that at like 10 years old, you weren't watching Willie <laughs> Diamond. Like, come on now. Seriously. His reaction was the best, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, anyway, this is kind of like how our weekend went. And this can give you a good idea of, of like just how many different things that you can do at this con. And uh, keep in mind, this is a light con for us because – you know, after being shut up for two years, the pandemic, the con did not go on last year. And um, we're pretty out of shape. Um, <laughs> we started going back to a gym, but it, it was not. And in we Atlanta is home hilly. For like two years. <laughs> yeah. And Atlanta is extremely hilly. And going between uh, a couple of the uh, hotels, there's it's a huge incline hill. So um, and I've been battling with a bad hip. So we we took it very, very easy. Um, but, uh, when we got in, we didn't even do anything Thursday. We got in so late. We were with a friend having dinner, catching up. So Friday <clears throat> we got up, got breakfast and we went to go see, and this was really cool. We've never, I don't think we've ever had real Broadway gold other than Jonathan no. there. Um, but of course right now the big thing is Star Trek discovery, right? Or Star Trek everywhere. Yeah. And Garrett Wang who is, uh, what's his character name on, on Voyager? Uh, is it Kemp? Ensign Kemp, yeah. He is the head of the Star Trek um, area for this entire con, oh. which is why he's able to get so much Star Trek people. That's cool. Yes. Um, and so he, so Discovery was the big thing this year. And um, so our first panel was with just Anthony Rapp. As of Rent fame, if then fame. Uh. Original cast of Rent, movie Rent. Yep. He played Mark. He's just amazing. Oh, yes. We were very lucky. We found out that one of the reasons why he's never come is because he does not agree with the politics of it, of Georgia. And then he talked to, uh, is it Stacey Abrams? Stacey, so. yeah. The 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 yeah, the one Stacey that was Abrams. very big into getting everyone to vote. And he had a conversation with her, and he she kind of switched the way that he thought about it. And I'm hoping that what it was was that she got him to realize that you can't you can't educate or change people's uh, thinking yeah. if you don't come. Mm -hmm. And, and 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 talk to them about it. Yeah. And plus we found out he's a total geek. Like a, Oh yeah. No, he wore D D D shirts D &D. the whole time. He's he like three D and D games going on right now. Yeah. He does his own. So he's like, I have a new one I'm creating with some friends and they're like, Someone went homebrew and he goes, Total homebrew. He's he's a dungeon <laughs> master and uh so that was pretty pretty damn cool to, yeah. to find out. But uh it was nice because this one was just him. It wasn't Discovery. It was him. Mm -hmm. So we actually talked a lot more about Broadway than Discovery on that because everyone in there was a Broadway geek. Yeah, so right. we talked Trent and we talked if then. And, and of course, you got to mention the the best moment of that panel, which you recorded. 
Oh, that's well, no, that that's some discovery. I know, but I'm we, just saying. Oh yeah, we him. will, we yeah. will. <laughs> but uh, we they tried to get him to sing in that one, and he wouldn't do it. He did. He did his little sing along at the end. Oh, his sing along, which was like three words. He picked a song that he didn't remember all the words to, so we had to sing it with him. Yes, he was very nice about it. My biggest thing with him. He needs to uncork. Yeah, he was a little. He just everything was so serious. Everything and like I get it. We there is a lot with him, especially in Discovery. There is a lot of just gratitude of the diversity of the show, um, not only uh, culturally but also with LGBTQIA and stuff like that. And so that's what a lot of the questions are around about telling him. You know, thank you for portraying this. Mm -hmm. What made you go from like you know, musicals and, and theater and all that to, to mm-hmm. Star Trek and blah, blah. So, so there was a heaviness to the questions he was answering. And I yeah. completely understand him not wanting to be flippant about it. But yeah. there were a few times that I was like, dude, right. <laughs> relax. Unclench. It's, you know, show us you can have fun. <laughs> but, um, but I thought, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And actually we learned out, we learned that they have a Broadway con. We didn't yes, know about that. We didn't he, know that. There he told us there's a Broadway con. So we're going to look into that next. Um, so what, what else did we do that day? We did, um, we only did like two things that day, if I remember correctly. Because my Was that the day that we did the, um, the voice? The voice acting. That was the, hey, I know your voice. And that was uh, Jim, the guy from Mass Effect, the girl from Steven's Universe. Was and that was it. That was the, it. And, the, and the moderator, which did not do very good. The guy from Mass Effect had the best story. Oh, God. He, he did several takes on when this character died. This, this, and the one take that he did, he was, what was the character saying? Like, I think it was like John or something. John or something. And he was like, oh, my God, John. And he said that's, they took the, the like, most emotional, loudest take that he did and he said, you hear the comments from the people playing the game. They're like, I didn't have any interaction with that guy. Was Were they together? I'm confused. <laughs> well, apparently in Mass Effect, his character can interact with you in many different ways. And that's kind of like why they're doing the different takes. So that depending upon which what you took with him, whether he ended up with John in a relationship. Yeah. Or if he interacted with you, if you didn't interact with him. That would depend upon how extreme this, no, he died, was. Yeah. And instead, they scrapped it and just picked that one. And I'm just sitting there like, wow, I didn't know you liked John that well. There was like, a lot, he said there were a lot of confused players. Yes, yes. Um, so after that, we kind of like went back, had dinner. We were supposed to do um, the West End, which is pretty cool, does all of the horror um, panels, most of them. Um, which we tend to really enjoy going to. And then uh, this year they were also doing the gaming sections, like the board games. Oh, yeah, because two years ago we did um, Frank Ruger. Yes. That was amazing. Yes, that was cool. Um, so we were supposed to go do Scary Monsters, talking about um, Bowie and um, the horror industry and everything he had done with, like, the hunger and things like that. Um, and we had to miss that one. And they were also doing one um, later that night where – uh, some authors would come in and they were going to say scary stories while musicians played haunting music. Nice. And unfortunately, I couldn't move. Like, okay. I was in intense pain. So we had to miss all that. But those are some of the things that you can do, especially yeah. late at night. You can either go partying. They have a lot of par- parties at the 
the West and the Hyatt and the Marriott all have different balls going on. They have all the bars. Um, and then you That's can do these. contests. Yeah, there are contests. Cosplays. There's um, board games late at night. Mm -hmm. And then they have these um, adult, all the adult panels are usually at night where it was like, let's talk NC-17 fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you do a scary story in this. Um, one of the hotels plays movies all night long. Yeah. So you can go in and watch movies or uh, animes. So, uh, so we did that. And then Saturday we slept in because yep. that's usually the parade anyway. And uh, we got up to go do the Star Trek Discovery panel. And it, this wound up being the only thing we did that day, I think, other than the... We went to the Yeah, okay. we did do that that day. <laughs> and uh, this was very cool. They did discovery panels all weekend, but um, Saturday only was the only day that Sonequa could make it. Yeah, Michael. Sonequa plays Michael Burnham. And so we had her, and we had Mary Wise, Tilly, and Anthony Rapp showed up. And, and husband. Tilly's husband, uh, Reese. Is it Reese? Or was that his character name? I might have just, I don't remember if that was. I don't story. remember. His, he was so, an alien that got killed off, I think, already. Yeah, he had a small stint. Yeah. He made Sonequa laugh so hard she snorted twice. It was. Yeah. They are, they are truly, and they, they made a point to tell us this, they truly love each other. They are family. Yes. And. And we found out that Sonequa, Mary, and Anthony were all theater majors before yeah. heading into TV and like Sonequa had done a few movies and other TV episodes. Mary had only done theater. This was pretty much Mary and Anthony's first like true TV thing. Which well, was... Anthony had done guest spots on TV shows. Yeah, but, but not, not anything. Full... No, this, this was, was her different. first, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that adds to why this group is so different yeah. and so unique and it's so mesmerizing. And they kept, they were laughing because they're like, not to drop his name again, but they kept going back to Jonathan Frakes, who was Riker in The Next Gen. Oh, yeah, because I think he's directed He directs a lot of episodes. And I, Anthony said he went up to him and said, you know, why, why didn't you have a gay couple on Next Gen? And Jonathan said they pushed for it. But they just couldn't, they the, wouldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, the, the networks wouldn't let them. Mm. The closest you got was that kiss with Crusher. And the sim, um, uh, there is that um, um, the episode where she's dating the Trill. And the Trill, the human host dies and they have to put the Trill oh, in Will right, and Riker. Right. Yeah. And then at the end, she gets he gets his new, or he, she gets her new host. And it's a woman. Mm. And at the very end, they share a last kiss. That's, that's. That wasn't anything that they did anywhere else either. Yeah, like yeah. that, I was shocked when that hit TV. Uh, oddly enough, and no, well, not oddly enough, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was the panel that they, <laughs> because the others were there to pressure him, that Anthony like really sang at. This girl, and that's the one I got on video. This girl asked a question. She said, "I went to a panel a couple years ago with with uh, Michael Dorn." And Jonathan Franks, you know, Worf and, and Riker. And I asked them, what is your favorite Broadway musical? And can you sing some of it for, for me? The entire table looked to the left. Because uh -huh. <laughs> Anthony was on the very end. And he's like, why is everyone looking at me? And then he sang. Sonique was like looking at him like, and are you ready? <laughs> I, and I got a picture of Mary, because she was sitting next to him. With her with her head on her on her hand, just staring at him. And she said afterwards, she's like, 
the high school junior in me was just completely flipping out. Yes. <laughs> we found out that Mar Mary's got a really oh, nice Oh, she sang voice. like a little sipping. Holy and uh, we found out that her and Soniqua will do Beyonce battle with each other on set. <laughs> they would do it there. No. Um, and then towards the end, I don't remember her name or her character name, but she was the one that was on Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. yeah. And she played the, um, I think it was the security officer that came from Pike's ship. Uh -huh. Over that then dies later on. Uh -huh. Oh, spoilers! If you've never seen Discovery, sorry. <laughs> but but where up, have you been? She came up to ask a question. We couldn't see her because she was on the other end of the room, and she's like, "Who's your favorite character on Discovery, and why is it this person?" And they they screamed her name out, and they said, "Get up here!" So she came came up and yeah. joined them. <laughs> she had been doing the Battlestar Galactica uh, panel, mm -hmm. and it finally finished. And so then she made her way over and she was able to get in for like the last like 10 minutes. Of the yeah. Panel. So that was cool. pretty cool. She wasn't supposed to show up. Nice. Um, so yeah. So after that, we, um, we quickly realized that I was not going to be able to make it to a lot of different things and I wanted to take it easy. So uh, that was the day we went to the joystick game bar. Mm -hmm. um, this is a guy, um, this is only the second or third year that he's done this. This is a hobby of his. He gets old arcade games and pinball machines and refurbishes them and then allows you to play for free. Nice. So he has a normal pop-up bar. I'm assuming that it's like a cover charge to get in normally. Mm -hmm. I think it's Dragon Con only because the guy saw our badges. and No, no, no. And... For Dragon Con it is. But yeah. he's got an actual place in the city. Oh, okay. okay. 20, yeah, all the time that he goes to. And so for <laughs> Dragon Con, it is free for Dragon Con people. He pops it up. It's usually in America's Mart, but it was um, somewhere else's time for safety's sake so that we weren't crowding too much. Um, he's rigged all the machines with a button that you just press to start and play. Uh -huh. And uh, it was nice. They had like a little place where you could get, you know, uh, beer, drinks, um, and then like like uh, bar food, like nachos and stuff. So right there. And I mean, he had it. It's, it's not huge. Mm hmm. Um, he's got an array of pinball machines and then it, it would be like the run the gamut, like Mortal Kombat, um, shoot the alien, one of the shoot the alien games, Mrs. Pac-Man, um, Mrs. Pac-Man. I played a sinister game. I was playing <laughs> turtles in time, um, centipede, centipede, like it, it just, whatever he can find and fix nice. and bring in there. It was cool. And there's no time limit. You can mm -hmm. stay as long as you want. I, I was telling them earlier, like I was playing turtles in time. And three strangers came up and was like, hey, can we play with you? And we were all playing. To At least two of them were blitzed. <laughs> and we were just talking smack, talking about, like, what, you know, where we first played this game, how we played it, did we own it? And it was, you know, it's the one that was yeah. on the Super Nintendo. Um, and it was just, it, like, someone came in, because I when we first got in, we were like, God, is, are we ever going to get on one of the machines? But, you know, someone came in, and she was talking to me, and I kind of realized that this was true. She was like, Oh my God, this is like turning back time. I can't believe this is like walking into an old arcade. And I was like, you're right. Mm -hmm. They're like, just to be here in this atmosphere mm -hmm. with these noises, with these people, yep. them playing music. It, it it was like, we turned back time and it was, it was mm -hmm. amazing and fun just being in the atmosphere. And people were generally pretty good about like yeah. limiting themselves so you could go play. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and, so and yeah. Then, you know, speaking of people, one of the best things, Cosplayers. Oh, oh yeah. The costumes. I always take pictures and uh I've gotten to the point where I've seen a lot of things. I I one of my favorites that I, that I kept seeing um uh pop up in different videos and I think you had a picture 
was uh, people dressed as alligator Loki. That yeah, Loki was the big one. Every year, there's one or two that everyone wants to do. And it's usually like Deadpool. We've seen a lot yeah. of different Deadpools. The T-Rexes, the yeah. Raptors. I, and uh, I, I had uh, uh, one Someone, I, took, I didn't see them. It, they was lo- it was female Loki mm-hmm. with a Delta airline. Oh, God. So she was the Delta variant. That's I was like, are you funny. fucking kidding me? Um, we anyway. saw one when we were at uh, MegaCon. It was a guy dressed up in full Captain America gear and one dressed up as Spider-Man. And uh, let's just say he didn't leave too much to the imagination. Did you but, so uh, know that we got on his Harley? Yeah. Oh, my God. With Thor's hair. With Thor's hair. He came, rode in the parade. He came racing down the street. And he was revving up the Harley. And we turned and we're like, holy cat. Full Captain America. with, And he had the hammer. And uh, he was cool. <laughs> and then he's got Bert and Ernie. I did. That was their, they had just gotten there, yeah, too. Yeah, we were just walking back from the America's Mart. We are going to drop like, stuff off at the hotel. And I happened to see them, and I looked, and I went, holy shit, they're supposed to be Bert and Ernie. Do you know, I was telling her, you know how, like, normally I see a shit ton of Waldos, and they're uh-huh. all different? One. <laughs> One Waldo only. I was like, are you kidding me? But what's really cool is, like, the I love the cosplay love, because you could do something as simple as, like, I had a Sriracha shirt. I wore a green beanie. I was just lightly cosplaying as a bottle, a bottle of sriracha, just for the hell of it, because I don't do it too, too much. Um, and, like, one year, I wore the green shirt, and I had the ears for Louise mm-hmm. for, for Bob's Burgers, and Jody's got the glasses, so she did Tina. And this little girl uh, ran up to me in a Starbucks line. She was she was Louise, too, and her mom and dad were Bob and Linda. <laughs> And they were like, she wants to take a picture with you. She was so excited to see someone dressed up with her. And I wasn't dressed up in anything other than a green shirt uh-huh. and the ears. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. So, like, I got a picture with her. And then I asked, can I take a picture of you and your parents? And she got so all excited. had that picture <laughs> somewhere. And so you have something as simple as that. Or you have people that go and, you know, this oh, is their yeah. thing. They spend yeah. hundreds and thousands of dollars. And they're amazing. And they do all kinds of crazy mashups. It's witty. It's smart. I mean, you could literally pay for a badge and then just go and people watch. Go and people watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think one of my favorites was a few years ago. This girl dressed up as the nurse from my favorite Twilight Zone episode, Eye of the Beholder. And oh, I yeah, saw her in cool. line. And when we left the panel, Chris had to go to the bathroom. I said, "You go. I'm waiting for her to come out." And I ran over and got her picture. I was like, this is the first episode I ever saw. It's my favorite episode. It's yeah. just, oh, it was so cool. My first Dragon Con, I found someone cosplaying as Gaga from, like, with the crystals on her. From, mm-hmm. like, Poker Face and all that. Now, normally, people they, they, no, people don't really cosplay, like, musicians and stuff. Yeah. Although, this year, I, we even saw an Ozzy. Oh, well, there's I, a yeah. David Bowie every year. There's usually David Bowie. Uh, but for the most part, it's more like movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this year, I found someone doing Gaga with from, the red outfit, yep. and I was like, "Dude, I haven't seen a Gaga in forever." Yeah. She was so excited when I recognized and, uh, her. And then, a, what we do in the shadows? Oh, oh that was huge! I had no idea that so many people were going to be into that. But uh, that is the only thing we did Sunday before we came home early. Went and saw is, Harvey. Uh, we saw Harvey. He plays Guillermo, mm-hmm. and um, he is. He is literally Josh Gad. 
in a different, <laughs> in, in, he in talks a different mile a minute. He's so cute. He's very hyper, super awesome. Um, he had some great stories. He is having so much fun on what we do in the shadows. I hope they bring the others. But I got some awesome cosplay pictures of uh, Nadja and Nandor seem mm -hmm. to be the two biggest that they love to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, if, if you haven't, we, we're huge what we do in the shadow fans. Um, but uh, this is, I think this is the first year we've really seen them it pop up on panels. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I, I look forward to seeing if they can get more. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was kind of it. I mean, like I said, oh, the other thing we did do was one, one of the nights that I couldn't go very far. Um, at night, they also do um, musical artists. Um, Crook Shadows mm. are usually there. Voltaire is usually there. A lot of the bigger names stayed away just because they tend to do the big venues. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want that many people in one space. Right. So um, it was smaller, more local artists. And um, one night, uh, his name is Guitar Me of One. <laughs> and he's actually a guitar player. He's been in several bands, including one that became Dinosaur Jr. later, mm -hmm. apparently. Um, and so now he likes to just create his own um, instrument, instrumental guitar music. And so he played for an hour, and we had a ton of fun. All something of his stuff that we was never based did before. on like old 60s, like, um, help me. Oh, like, well, uh, there was like, like a, it was like I Spy, Man from Uncle. Yeah, yeah. James Bond. He's stuff got, like he that. definitely had a Dick Dale influence a lot of this. Yeah. Um, but it, the actual album is like international spy of something. It was like something along those lines. That's why everything. And he wasn't. That he way. wasn't singing. It was all instrumental. It was really yeah, good. Everything was like he would. He had one of those loopers where he would record his drums and everything else, and and a little bit of guitar and bass, and then he'd have it playing, and then he'd do his his solo stuff on it, and it was amazing. I'm now listening to him on Spotify. <laughs> um, but that is something we'd never done before. Again, because of how low key everything had to be this year. Um, I, I, we had a lot of fun doing things that we'd never done before. Mm -hmm. You know, one year we went and saw, cause uh, one night the Atlanta Philharmonic comes in and plays um, uh, the geeky, you know, like the Zelda suite and the higher right. Potter suite. And it's all part of the con. You don't have to pay for it. And so we did that one year, their local Rocky horror troupe comes in, um, looks down on Dixie. They come and play one night. Um, they did Buffy once more with feeling. Yeah, for a couple uh, of years so, they were yeah. doing once more with feeling, or they would do Doctor Horrible. So we've seen both of those, and um, and so you know it, it's just as rich of a nightlife as it is during the day, mm -hmm. um, and it's amazing. So yeah, well, thank you guys for letting us in on the, the fun. <laughs> that enough. And that wasn't even even half the shit of stories that we have. Right. That's a, that'll be a, a story for another night. <laughs> well, I'm going to thank you guys for checking us out again. Check us out in another two weeks when we'll be back with some more fun stuff going on. Probably mm -hmm. our for a review of our first week back at Halloween Horror Nights. That's right. It's Thursday. the best time of the year. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Yes. Halloween, everybody. It's time to get the crap scared out of us. It's yes. awesome. All right, guys. Well, from our little random world to yours, we hope you have a good night, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.